Hi, and welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast, episode 94 today. And let's jump in, as usual, to the grammar point. So for those of you new to the podcast, what we do is we, we chat about a grammar point that's useful in Chinese, and that you can go and a bunch of example sentences to explain that grammar point or grammar points, if we have the energy. Um, and after we've done that, we're going to jump into the emails, comments uh, that we've had this week from all you lovely people on the course, the Mandarin Blueprint Method. And then we will go through a little bit deeper into the method uh, and talk about movies. Now, these aren't actual movies. These are movies that we teach you how to create in your mind in order to learn Chinese characters. That's how part of our course works. Um, so if you're not on the course, that part will be very curious to you. You won't, know, you won't know what's going on, but it's very clear once you actually sign up for a free trial and try it out. So if you're learning Chinese and you're not on the course or you've never tried it before, give it a shot. Go to mandarinblueprint.com and sign up for a seven-day free trial. You also get a 30-day money-back guarantee too. So, All right, so today's grammar point is very, very useful. Well, they're all kind of useful, but this one is especially useful. It struck me as something that you'll be able to apply immediately if you aren't already, um, and it's all to do with if. So the conditionals of if, shama then. Uh, by the way, that shama shama basically means dot, dot, dot. That's sort of a Chinese learning, like a Chinese learning habit that you sort of develop. Shama shama as in what, what, which means dot, dot, dot. Okay, so just a little side note there. So uh, if and then. And there's two ways we're going to cover today. So if you're on the course, the Mandarin Blueprint Method course itself, you have a subscription, you'll have the flashcard decks, and you'll be able to search for the following tags. So these tags popping up on screen right now. Uh, you can go and check those. So today we're going to talk about ruguo, as in if, jiu. If, then, ruguo, jiu. And the second if then is going to be yao shi de hua. Okay, so let's jump into the first sentence and it, things will all become very, very clear. So this first one reads, So it's a very simple sentence. If you contact her, Please tell me. Now, I'll tell you, this ching is very formal. You would only use it in a work setting or speaking to someone whose status is above you in, in some way or that, you know, like, um, or not necessarily above you, but some, you just, you know, you're in a bank and you're talking to a bank teller. You know, you could, you could say ching to them. You know, just some sort of formal situation. Uh, do not use ching ever uh, in sort of a casual environment, not because you, people get offended, but it'll just sound weird because Chinese people do not say please generally <laughs> like to people that they're in any way personal with. Um, they they have ways of saying please, but definitely not ching. Okay. Uh, so if you're in any situation that's not formal, you would just say jiu gao su. Okay. So ru guo jiu, you're seeing that that ru guo jiu, they they sort of go together very very well. Uh, if you manage to reach her, please let me know. I should also point out here that ruguo and yaoshi are interchangeable most of the most of the time. Um, so you could say yeah, both are fine. Let's move on to sentence two. That's a weird one, isn't it? It sounds weird, but it's actually something that you could say. No worries. So we've got the ruguo and the jiu again. So let's go through that again slowly. Ruguo你现在不能打电话的话,我们就发信息吧。发信息 <laughs> is send a text instead. So very straightforward, just ruguo and jiu. Let's move on to sentence three. Now this phrase I really like is using ruguo, but it's um, it's using, what is this, if I remember my English teaching days, if you were, it would be past perfect. <laughs> uh, I can't remember, but yeah, anyway, so it's, if you were my boyfriend, then all would be well. So how to say that if you were construction? 如果什么什么, and then 就好了, just add 如果, and then the thing you want to happen or the, the, the you wish was the case, and then afterwards. It's very simple. So let's have a look at this one. 如果你是我男朋友就好了。如果你是我女朋友就好了, 
if you were my girlfriend, then all would be well. I really like this phrase and you'll be using it a lot. And a really common phrase that you'll hear is 你开心就好,你开心就好. So you can actually remove the 如果 and just add the 就好 at the end. And that's a very common one, but be careful with the way you use it because it could come across as sarcastic, uh, especially when you're sending it in a text. Uh, yeah, yeah, as long as you're happy, you know, so, and sarcasm does exist uh, heavily in China as well, uh, contrary to popular opinion. Um, so yeah, just, just watch out for that one. Um, just make sure you're being sincere when you say it. You have a sincere expression on your face. So that's from level 25. You, you might see, uh, again, if you're new to this podcast or you're, you're not on the course, you'll notice that we have levels with every sentence. And that's because these sentences unlock at, at a certain point. And we only give you these sentences once you know all of the characters or words in them, uh, except for maybe one or two here and there. Uh, but you've definitely seen everything before. Okay, so um, that's why we put the levels there. It's just saying once you get to level 25, which should take you know a couple of months or something like that from zero, you'll be able to read this without any help, without translation or opinion or anything like that. Okay, it's really cool. So let's move on to sentence four. Now this sentence is going to show you not only how to use yaoshi, which again can be interchangeable with ruguo, but the most important thing about this sentence is not showing you what to use, it's showing you what you can omit if you wish. And the Chinese people do that all the time, just like we do in English. You know, we, admit, we omit tons of words all the time, which, but it's still technically standard English. Do you know why? Because we're na English native speakers and we're saying it. <laughs> That's why. Okay, so um, let's have a look at this sentence here. So I'm going to say the full version first. Sentence four, and then I'm going to say it the way that a lazy Chinese person might say it, right? Okay, so here we go. 要是睡不着的话,就喝一杯羊奶,我们说牛奶,this uh, one's 羊奶吧,this one's goat milk instead of uh, cow milk. 要是睡不着的话,就喝一杯羊奶吧。Okay, so now let's say it in the uh, sort of condensed, lazy person way. 睡不着的话,喝一杯羊奶吧。Almost said 牛奶 again. <laughs> 睡不着的话,so you completely get rid of 要是。And the only thing here that signifies in this sentence, in the shortened version, that it's an if statement is the 的话. And I use this all the time. Instead of saying 如果, or um, you know, uh, 要是, or there's a higher level one, 就算, right? You just say 的话。<laughs> at the end of the thing that is the if, that is the condition. So if you can't sleep, drink a glass of goat milk. That's, all. That's an interesting one. Yeah, so uh, pretty much all of this could be skipped as long as you have the dehua in there. So yeah, that's a very, very nice little shortcut for you. Just remember that one and go ahead and try it out with your uh, Chinese tutor or your friends, whoever it is that you're practicing Chinese with. Let's go on to the final sentence here, sentence five. And this is another one that shows you the omission, but you can also omit the dehua. As long as you have the yaoshi or the ruguo in there, you can, uh, you can still make it work. So, 你要是回来的话,我们就去运动吧. So, if you come back, let's go exercise, let's go work out. So, you can actually just say, 你要是回来,我们运动吧. Oh, sorry, 我们去运动吧. 你要是回来,我们去运动吧. Okay, so uh, that works absolutely fine. Or you, guess what you could, you could also do? This is just making this up on the fly, but just looking at the sentence here, you could also just say, 你回来的话,我们去运动吧. Or, 你回来的话,我们就去运动吧. You can, you can switch around a lot. There's lots of different ways you can omit things, add things in, you can say the full thing. And, it won't, and I'll tell you, just a little tip for you guys. I'm, I'm talking about what you can omit. And if you're really confident about what you're saying, uh, and you know, you, you know, it's just coming out, no problem, very fluent, uh, and you're, you know, you're in a good headspace, or, you know, all that sort of stuff, then you know, say the shortened version if you like. But a little sneaky thing I like to do is I like to, say, when I'm, maybe I'm, I'm sort of coming up with thoughts at the same time, maybe I haven't practiced Chinese for a while, or I'm trying to say a completely new thought that I've never said before, and so I'm a little bit slow, I need a bit of time to think, say the full version with a bit of space in between, and it gives you time to sort of plan your 
speech a little bit more. It gives you time to get out your thought, but it also sounds completely native. So for example, if this was me, and I was, you know, maybe I was a bit tired, uh, which I usually am these days, because <laughs> I've got a new baby. So I would say, uh, I would say the whole thing, slow it down, uh, maybe uh, extend some sounds like the hua, you know, say it, you know, it's, it's a cool little tip that works for me. And that is a, something that you should remember is just to, you know, slow it down, add in as many words as you can. You could also add in a nega in the middle there or jiu you know, you can add in sort of a, a filler words as well. Um, but that's in there's more about that in some of the bonus videos in pronunciation mastery, I believe. All right, so that's it for today. Uh, I hope that was useful, guys. Again, remember, all of these have got levels in them. And you can actually search the grammar tag that we spoke about in your flashcard. So you can get up all of the ifs and the thens and the conditionals, all of the sentences in our entire course, which is 7000 sentences at the moment. Uh, you can you can search for all the ifs and the conditionals and you can go and uh, review them in your own time. Okay. All right, so let's move on. I hope that was helpful, guys. All right, this week, again, we've got some great comments and emails. I think I'm going to end up not saying that anymore because they're always just week after week. It just knocks it out of the park, you guys. You've got some really cool stuff coming in. Um, and I don't we don't have to do much editing at all. I mean, you know, we take out things that, you know, just aren't, relevant, not like look, the general listener wouldn't necessarily find that particularly useful. But of course, it's useful to people on the course. But yeah, it might seem a bit out of place in the, in the podcast, but we don't really do much pruning. It's like we just sort of every week we get we get all the emails and comments and everything like that and we just lay them out and we remove things that are like duplicates or that are just completely wouldn't have any relevance at all. But that's not that much. Um, it's all good stuff. You know, so Without further ado, let's jump in. We first got a comment here from Alex Sumray. This was actually a community post, and this was this is our forum, and this was not really uh, meant for us, Phil and I. It was meant for just a general question for the for students out there and stuff. So, so he's got, he says so, and then just a really long Chinese sentence uh, that we provide later on in the course, and he just says, "Man alive!" So it does it does make some kind of sense now upon seeing the translation but whenever i see sentences like this it's still hard for me to envision myself ever being able to speak like that or just understand that kind of sentence in real life so i was just after some personal anecdotes really once we go through a whole load more comprehensible input how long could one realistically expect to start picking this more complex stuff up and get to actually speaking that's like it's it's as my mother would say, it's like saying asking how long's a piece of string, right? It depends on how much time you put in. Um, I'm not going to say too much with this particular comment because there's another comment that is sort of a similar question, and I want to I'll answer both at the same time. But this is a you will. This is actually it's a long sentence, um, and if someone was saying this in real life, even an you know a perfect a, a native speaker. If they were just saying it off the cuff, they might add in a lot of what I said earlier in the grammar section, which is like filler words. They would ums, ahs. You know, I mean, listen to me. I'm not particularly articulate. I'm really not. Um, I, I have to do several takes sometimes for just uh, just like a, a certain comment or I say something I didn't mean to say and I have to go back. And I'm not that. I'm, I'm a native speaker of English and I have a lot of trouble with English <laughs> sometimes. So, um, and I add a lot, uh, um, see, I do it all the time. I have big gaps between words, you know, and there are other people that are also native speakers that are even worse than me, way worse than me. And there are people that are way better and sound, sound like just incredible and so articulate. It depends on how many books they read. It depends on their intelligence. It depends on uh, how much alcohol they've consumed in their life, right? It depends on all sorts of different factors. So I'll just say that first. But you don't want to, so therefore, I don't need to learn, right? That's not, I'm just saying that, first of all, this is a long sentence. And you know, even a native speaker might not be able to just blurt, just blurt it out, right? Um, so you shouldn't hold yourself to that standard, certainly not. Um, how much comprehensible input? Well, first, you get listening down. Right, so you need to listen a lot. Um, 
constantly to things at your level as as much as you can. I would say at least an hour a day just of listening uh, during your sort of peak study period of, of however many years it is uh, or months or however long, however long you want to study for. Um, stuff that you can understand, put on the background at least an hour, I mean several hours really because it's just the background, right? Um, of course, if you've got a wife and kids and a job and stuff, you can't just have Chinese on all the time. But I'm just saying, ideally, I mean, like Katsumoto, for example, we used to, it's a, we're, we're huge fans of that that guy's website, A-J-A-T-T, all Japanese, all the time, dot com. Like he would, he went to Japan and he would just, he went from zero to essentially a decent enough level of fluency and literacy in Japanese to get a full-time job working at a Japanese company um, in Japan. You know, so very, very, very impressive um, a year and a half to get to that like level, not just fluency, but decent fluency, like good, good fluency. Um, and he did that by listening 24 hours a day, 18 to 24 hours a day. Okay, did that guy have, you know, probably, uh, you know, a girlfriend or a serious relationship at that time? Probably not, right? <laughs> um, or, you know, so, so you know it's it's it, I, as much as you can and you will if you do that and you, it's stuff that you can understand you will find yourself catching things more and more and it won't take years it will take days weeks months um for things to start clicking but you have to do it consistently and it, the speaking again is the same thing it's a separate skill it, not completely separate of course we we 100% stand by the idea of comprehensible input that it's it's all that's like the fuel right it's it's uh it's it's what you need to actually make the car go but you still need a mechanic to you know to sort everything out there's it's not just about fuel right so you actually need to practice speaking and writing on their own output with a tutor or language exchange partner or whatever you do and that needs to be a focus of yours as well but it doesn't have to be the focus right now it can be if you want the key is to do what you feel I did say I wouldn't answer this question in full, but I pretty much have already. Um, so I'll, I'll come back around to this in a minute. Uh, next one is from uh, Jackie. I'm going to say Jackie. He looks French-ish, right? Jackie Vinters. Um, that doesn't seem like a French last name, though. I'm going to call you Jackie. <laughs> so hi, Luke and Phil. I just wanted to thank you both for an amazing course. Uh, the effort and passion you have poured into it are very evident and I'm excited to continue my journey up that acquisition mountain with you. I feel that I'm in good hands. Awesome. Thank you. I never intended to learn Mandarin as I would class myself as someone who is definitely not a quote unquote natural at languages, although I did study French and German at school with widely varying degrees of success. Unfortunately, for the last few years, I have suffered with PTSD. Sorry to hear that. And the side effect of that is extreme anxiety. I found it impossible to focus on anything, including watching television. Uh, and then about two years ago, I discovered CD dramas. The storylines and cinematography, especially in wuxia and xinxia dramas, hooked me. And the fact I had to read subtitles to understand them made me focus and helped to reduce that constant adrenaline. Wow. Yes. Those TV shows get a lot of stick. They get a lot of uh, bad bad things said about them but once you get into them they're really I'm, a lot of them are kind of depressing if i'm honest there's a lot of like everyone's dying you know just cancer everywhere like people getting shot and um just it's there's a lot of, like it, that seems to be a running theme that i've noticed there's a lot of just hardcore depressing story thick lines and things like that but it is it does it is enwrapped it was what's the word enrapturing <laughs> that's not what see english terrible um but you, you really you really get into it i think it's about 18 months now since i watched a tv program in english wow that's that's good um, immersion there for you apart from the news so lots of passive mandarin input uh and not surprisingly i started to recognize the occasional word or phrase i would even check in to see if i was correct with alexa I played a PS4 RPG in Mandarin and have, and have another waiting as a treat for when I can understand more. I started to listen to CD dramas, Chinese dramas, if for those, C dramas, sorry. OSTs? OSTs. I don't know what OST is. And Mando Pop on Spotify. 
And to be able to sing along to more than it isn't, that won't stop me from belting it out proudly, lol. And Waini, etc. would be awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day I can read Hanzi, that's Chinese characters, and discover the names of the singers I love and the names of the songs I have heard and sung or hummed along with every day in the, for the past six months. Three months ago, I tested the water with a free, up to a certain point, a freemium uh, Chinese language learning app, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but soon realized its limitations, and I was left with so many unanswered questions and some dubiously useful phrases for beginners, e.g., <laughs> your fish is smelly. Uh, yeah, that's a really common thing. That's a really common thing is that you, you, there's so many of these apps that look amazing and they feel amazing. They're very addictive. And as someone with 16 million points on Memrise, um, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about, right? Um, but then if you just use these apps on their own, I'm not saying they're bad, Memrise is a fantastic resource as long as you use it correctly. Um, as in not just that, right? You have to use lots of other stuff and have a certain structure about your study. Yeah, and you can get lost in it and then you get disappointed after all those hours and energy points invested. It's, it, it's tough. Uh, to be honest, I struggled internally with whether or not I was, it was worth the financial investment of a paid course, but realized that if I'm going to progress, I needed a more comprehensive and structured route. Yes, if you want to develop a skill, it involves investment. And the level of, you know, the, the le what you can get for 30 bucks a month or, you know, 50 or 100 bucks a month in terms of education is far more value than any university course, in my opinion. You know, unless you're studying to be a doctor or a lawyer or something. But even then, you know, you'd be surprised. Um, so, yeah, but it, and I was like this as well. When I first started out, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to spend 10 bucks a month on this app. I'll, I'll be really hesitant. And then I'd go out and in the evening, you know, and spend like 50 RMB, like, you know, five pounds on a single beer that's gone and it's gone forever. <laughs> like that wouldn't cross my mind that that's a problem, you know. I discovered Mandarin Blueprint whilst browsing on YouTube and was impressed with how clear and detailed the pronunciation videos were. It was also a massive draw for me that Luke is a fellow Brit. So I had some, <laughs> had the pronunciation, uh, sorry, I had the same pronunciation starting point. Having now completed the pronunciation course, I'm very impressed with you guys. And now I know why I had such difficulty in saying my poor tongue had been completely lost. That's a tough one, to be fair. Uh, I lost the motivation. Uh, sorry, I love the motivation videos from Phil. His enthusiasm is catching and it gives an online course a real feeling of camaraderie. A big thumbs up too for the end of unit emails. I'll have my fingers. I have my fingers crossed that they continue throughout the course. The next course, sorry, the foundation course where you learn characters. I only have access to an Android tablet and couldn't open the Anki links in the sidebar. Uh, the links in the emails work fine. Oh, this is just about Anki here. Oh, yeah. And I, I sent this to Jerry. He really liked that, by the way. Uh, he said, thank you to Annie and Jerry, too. That must have been such a monotonous task to do all that Anki card recording. But it is certainly appreciated. I do think Jerry needs a mention of some kind under the instructors section for his contribution. I'm listening to him every day. And I feel sad that he's left out. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I sent that to Jerry and he's he was very flattered. But if you know him, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's fine. Uh, he's just, you know, he's, he's all good. He's very happy to be appreciated, though. Uh, although I'm a beginner, I've noticed that along with my pronunciation improvement, my listening comprehension has also improved since starting this course. Yes, pronunciation is not just about speaking correctly. It's, uh, it's the, that's one of the three parts. You know, it's about understanding, identifying the sounds, and also reading the sounds in pinyin. Three, three equal parts, really. And they all help each other. Um, it gives another, where am I? Sorry, I keep interrupting myself. Improved since starting this course, and I can now hear tongue, certain tongue positions clearly, which gives another cipher aid to understanding what has been said. I've been fortunate enough to visit China once. It was a long time ago, but I visited Beijing, Xi'an, and Chengdu. Spent a couple of weeks in and around the Oolong Panda Center before the devastating earthquake. Um, it is a beautiful part of the world. You are very lucky to live there. Yes, it certainly is. This is a long-term journey for me and quite an emotional one as I am finally ready to understand the language which accompanied me when I was in total darkness and continues to support me every day. I genuinely want to pay it back 
in some way, as cheesy as that sounds, but I'll, I get so happy when I see a word written down that I have heard countless times. It is awesome to finally get to learn it properly. So thank you both for creating this course for all your hard work and enthusiasm. I'm really looking forward to continuing to learn with you. Kind regards, Jackie. Thanks for that wonderful uh, comment. Or was it an email? I can't, I'm not sure. Um, yes, it was from email. It was wonderful to read, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people would find inspiration from that too. In terms of paying it forward, paying it back, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, that's really nice of you to think that, um, but I think... One of the ways you could is when you become awesome at our method, you could send in your comments and help other people reading on the course, like new, new people on the course and help them out. Um, maybe interact a little bit in the community, in the forum, support others. That'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. But, you know, we don't expect that from anyone. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, thank you very much for that, Jackie. Okay, the next one we have here is another email. Uh, from Alan Aves. Uh, and he says, I think the Mandarin Blueprint concept is really good. I learned Mandarin at university here in Australia and also lived in China, Henan, Zhengzhou, for almost three years, although I never really became fluent due to laziness and as an EFL teacher in China, my students all wanted to practice their English and translate for me wherever, whenever possible. Yep. I'm forcing myself to work my way through the whole pronunciation course before progressing further it has been an excellent review. And I've also picked up a number of useful words and tips that my previous study and experience hadn't. I'll certainly be continuing with the whole course and I would recommend it to anyone wanting to either brush up on their Chinese or learn from scratch. My wife is Chinese and her English is excellent so we don't really converse in Chinese that much. She gave your course a thumbs up before I signed up so that in itself is a pretty good recommendation. I love that. I love getting the uh, approval of native Chinese uh, people because you know people can be <clears throat> people can be very harsh when it comes to their own language. Um, Chinese people are uh, not relatively not very ha harsh at all. But they can be, you know, you'd be surprised if they, if you're a stranger talking to them face to face. But uh, if that's a husband, a wife talking to her husband, you know, which is going to say what she really feels. Um, and so that's really nice to get that. She thought, though, both of you are technically com competent in Mandarin. Luke's flow and intonation are a bit more natural, more native speaker-like. Well, thank you very much. Um, the only negative, if you can call it at that, is some of your image-based clues are a bit vague. Now, once you've associated the required word or phrase with the image, not a problem. E.g., for some of the phrases, you could easily substitute ta, 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 or wa, which have all been covered in your course at that point and still be correct even though your answer generally only shows one of the paths as correct. Very minor thing, not really an issue. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, that's the, the one drawback of closed deletes is, you know, the that's why we say only delete one character in these closed delete flashcards, but still sometimes it, it, there's a lot of uh, alternatives that you could have, so that's why you use images to support them. But yeah, that, and that can be a little bit malfunct, but uh, it's only in the early stages you'll find that an issue. When you move on to the full course and you sort of delve into that, it won't be such a big deal. But thanks a lot, Alan. Thanks for taking the time to send that. Um, really appreciate it. And thanks to your wife as well for the uh, thumbs up. And this next one's from Michael Rochford. And he's been on our course for a while now. And he sent me this email and he's a bit, he's like, I didn't want to send it in the forum. I didn't, I didn't think it was appropriate. I wanted to just send it privately to you guys. Because he's, he's really happy with his progress, but he's, he's, it's similar to Alex in the in the very beginning of the pod, uh, the first email that I mentioned. It was the the issue with understanding, comprehending, and it's very frustrating. Uh, so let's go through, and I'll, I'll I've already of course answered Michael uh, directly, but I think a lot of, a lot of other people listening to this could also benefit from uh, some tips on this. Right. So he says, I flew through the foundation course at light speed for me. Uh, it it still totally blows my mind at how much I had learned and how fun it was. I've never missed a single day with my Anki. That's the flashcards. Even when I was spending four hours a day of the review, <laughs> wow, I was learning so much so fast. I've always kept every card because the more exposure, the better, right? That's correct. I listen to two hours every workday to a radio channel from Chengdu because that is where you are. I haven't even watched a single TV show in English since last November. So very similar to um, very similar to Jackie there. Hell, I'm even trying to cook my own Chinese food. So much for the blah blah blah. <laughs> the crux of my problem is 
I only ever wanted to learn to read Chinese. After all, I don't know a single Chinese person or have anywhere close to like a Chinatown to go visit, especially in this pandemic. The problem is now that I had a taste, I find I want the whole damn pie. I want to be able to understand and converse with someone in Chinese and have so much have learned so much about the amazing Chinese culture. I want to come to visit China and take in everything. But I really suck at it. <laughs> I hear a sentence and I know all the words, but I get stuck on the first bit. And by the time I figure it out, they are six sentences ahead. So I stopped at the end of the foundation method and just practice, practice, practice. I'm worried now because my Anki is down to less than an hour a day and I find myself checking again just so I can get the, cut, the card the next day. I'm not even close when I shadow. It's kind of frustrating. So shadowing is where you have a piece of audio <clears throat> and written and you shadow it. You listen and you try and read at the same time out loud as, you, as you're listening. And it takes a lot of practice to get right. For me too, it's, uh, it's not easy. And I, if I had to do it in English, it would be tough, <clears throat> right? Um, but it's incredibly good for you and your language skills because uh, you practice listening Reading is ideally and speaking all at the same time, and of course, pronunciation. All that. Um, I did get an online tutor in brackets, she's, she's totally amazed at the, the vocabulary that I have um, and at my pronunciation. And thinks I've been studying for longer than I have. See how great your teaching method is! <laughs> uh, wow, I talked a lot. What should I do now? Continue on to the intermediate level, even though I'm not able to speak or understand at any kind of speed, or just keep doing what I'm doing <clears throat> in a few years. When you have your own tutors, I know what the answer will be. I love your course, and for so many more reasons that I never had before I started. You both are brilliant, and I can never thank you enough for what you've given me. Shishi, Mike. So you see what I mean, guys? We get these sorts of emails, not just every week, but every day. We get these sorts of emails and comments, just people saying lovely stuff. And um, this is a great email. Thank you, Mike. So when I originally answered Mike, I just said, and a very long-winded, boring video. I was with, a, just, I think it lasted about 10 minutes, but what the basic, it could have been summed up in one sentence, which is, you need to practice more. You need to listen more. You need more time, something like that. And that's pretty much it. You know, you, you've smashed through the, how many weeks has it been? I don't know how long, it, I don't know if you mentioned how long, but I'm imagine, I imagine you smashed through a thousand words and 600 characters learning how to read, write, and pronounce everything correctly, 80% uh, of the language by coverage in probably a few weeks, maybe a few months, right? From pretty much zero. So your brain has just, you know, you've, you've learned all this stuff, but you're, you're still, you still need time to adapt to and upgrade your brain from you know, recognizing individual sounds, like an individual character, individual word, reading an individual sentence, to listening to full, uh, full dialogues or full sentences and catching everything. And you're, you said you're listening to a native radio show from Chengdu. Man, that's tough for me too sometimes. Like it's, it, they'll say a lot of words that even I don't know, you know, or I've never heard because I just don't listen to radio, for, and especially not local radio, <laughs> you know. So I think one thing that I would say, first of all, is take a step back, get some listening material at your level, still native speed, um, but play it at your level. Um, we have longer form content too, but I would suggest also signing up for uh, another resource, maybe Du Chinese is a very popular one, Du Chinese, D-U Chinese, Chairman's Bao, the Chairman's Bao. These are reading mainly, but they have audio with all their reading. And that's what you should be focusing on, shadowing. Um, <clears throat> when you're not doing active reading and shadowing or interleave learning, which takes a lot of energy, you want to maybe chill out. Don't fully chill out. Listen to stuff in the background. Chinese pod, pop up Chinese. This is all your, those two are all you'll need. That was probably like, you know, Chinese class 101 and learn Chinese online and all this sort of stuff. But those two are my favorites. That's all you'll need. Um, sign up for a month, download everything you can, smash your way through it. I think you can still do it like that. Maybe it's all in an app now, but um, have some stuff on in the background all the time. Follow along shadow when you can, when you've got the energy. And you keep doing that. It's the same what I said with Alex. You keep doing that 
at your level. It has to be at your level. If it's too far above your level, you're wasting your time most of most of the time. It's not complete waste of time because you're still getting used to the sound, which is cool, but it's generally not efficient because you you miss too much. Therefore, you're missing the message of what's being said. Therefore, you're not comprehending what's being said. Therefore, it's not comprehensible input anymore. It's just sounds. If I went, if I sat in front of the a Japanese TV show for 10 years, it would not make me fluent in Japanese. You know, I, you need to work your way up. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and shadowing, yeah, shadowing is really tough. But even if it's at your level, it's still really tough. So find something that's simple, shadow an individual sentence, then an individual paragraph, the same sort of, um, same sort of snippet or dialogue, 30 second dialogue over and over and over and 20, 30, 50, 100 times on a single dialogue. Uh, and you'll learn so much from that single dialogue, not just the words, but also the sentence intonation, the pronunciation, the, um, the grammar structures within those 30 seconds, you'll, you'll, it'll become a part of you. And yeah, it's a bit boring, like for some people, but I think I don't think you find that boring once you start seeing that every single time you read it, that you get better and better. Um, it's very satisfying, actually. But that's intense. That's like intensive study, you know. So when you you know do that for like half an hour a day, and you in a month you will notice a marked improvement in what you can understand and what you can say. But it takes re repetitive practice. Um, and yeah, and then come back, you do that right now, today, all of you doing that, actually, all of you listening to this on the course or off the course, and you're studying Chinese, whatever, start doing that, listening to stuff, listen to stuff and try to read along at the same time as listening and speak as well, if you can, you know, depending on, so if, you, if, you're, if you're either feeling lazy, or you're tired, or you don't have the ability, because of your situation, just listen, that's the lowest level, just listen, actively as actively as you can. Now, listening passively is like the lowest level, right? You just sort of like, you're playing a game or you're doing your Anki and you're listening to stuff in the background. That's level one. Listening actively, really trying to understand what they're saying, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. And then uh, listening and reading together or listening and speaking together. One of the two is level three. And then all four of those together, shadowing essentially is level four. That's like the top level. That's, I've just made that up on, <laughs> on the spot, but that that's what you should think about it. If you do level four every day for, you know, a month or, you know, one, any, you know, level two, three or four every single day for half an hour or an hour uh, at different, you know, different levels, depending on how you're feeling, you will notice a huge difference in 30 days, guaranteed. So do that and come back in 30 days and let me know how it went. <laughs> All right. But well done, Mike, you're doing fine. You, you learn 80% of the language in a few weeks. So you know, that's, and that's another thing that's a problem is be, us being human beings. It's a really annoying thing that we have that we're, we're, we're kind of all like this, really. You do something amazing like that, like Roseanne, if you'd like to go and watch, uh, watch his, uh, his uh, interview with me um, a few weeks back, or I recently released it. And uh, he's the same, you know, he, he smashed the entire course, 57 levels, 4,000 words, um, <clears throat> uh, 1,500 uh, characters, 94% of the language done, like acquired, or at least on the way towards acquiring it. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really happy with that. Like, uh, I wish I could do this. And so he's like, that's what we do. We, you do this amazing thing. He did that in like less than six months um, from pretty much zero, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. You learn how to read Chinese really well in six months from zero. You know, but then we go, oh, I'm not saying, not having to go, you, Rosanne, or you, Mike, but we're all like, I'm like this too. We all are. We go, oh, well, that's normal now. That's normal. <laughs> Literacy in Chinese in six months or whatever. Next, right, what's my next dream that I want to achieve? Okay, uh, that, you know, so it's quite funny, actually, you know. But to give yourself a pat on your back and uh, it, that attitude as well will also be the thing that makes you achieve great things. So it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but yeah, take a step back in it and appreciate what you've achieved as well. And let me know how that goes after 30 days. I'd be very interested to hear. All right, next one we've got is Beth Parazzo. 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 I believe she, Phil pronounced this correctly last week. She mentioned it, so I'm probably not going to do that. Um, I'll do my best, Beth. So 
Parasso. Hello, Luke and Phil. Let me introduce myself. I am a 58-year-old woman. I've been a substitute teacher now for 13 years. I stick to subbing at local high school due to COVID and the school going online. I've had plenty of time to work on my Chinese these last three months. Sadly, two of those months were before I discovered your program, or I could have accomplished a lot more than I have. Anyway, I was born in Long Island, New York, raised in Massachusetts and the New Orleans area, but have called Nevada my home for the past 35 years. My husband and I live outside Reno in Fallon, a small, smallish farming community, home of the Navy's Top Gun program, by the way. We have five children, wow, three of whom are married and two grandchildren, incredible. Short story of my Chinese journey, I, th I first thought of learning Chinese almost 40 years ago. I had already started learning Spanish, so I continued studying Spanish with just the thought that someday I would try to learn Chinese. Then, two and a half years ago, after having been very unproductive in anything, slightly depressed for about six months, I decided that learning Chinese usually uh, using Duolingo might be a way for me to start being productive again. For the past two and a half years, I've been studying Chinese using Duolingo, Rosetta Stone, and some YouTube podcasts, some textbooks, Elite in a Box. Elite in a Box, I don't know how I know what this is, <laughs> but this is um, the old, this is basically SRS, but manual. So you put the certain cards in a certain box, and that's, okay, that's two days later. Okay, that's 10 days later. You know, it's, it's uh, I've never seen it, but I've, I've, I know what it is. Um, Online Anki flashcards for pronunciation and Chinese shows on Netflix and Viki.com. I could recognize many written words, write just about none of them, uh, and sort of pronounce them with my listening skills being very poor. I now look at this time as me collecting puzzle pieces without being able to assemble hardly any of the puzzle pieces, puzzle or collecting building blocks and not building anything. Exactly. Me too. This is exactly what I did. Uh, I, I just had a brickyard. I didn't have a house. <clears throat> I had, I learned, the first thing I did was learn pronunciation. So I was, I was all right there, but I did sort of learn it in a very boring way, like with a book and stuff, pinyin. And then I learned 5,000 words using Memrise, uh, just, just smashed them into my head without any knowledge of the characters that made the words up. Um, then I learned 3,000 characters in six months using the method that we now teach. Um, which was, you know, it was a great move. I needed to learn characters, but it was all just blah, blah, just bits. I had had 5,000 words, 3,000 characters, and they weren't connected, and they didn't have any sentences to use in context. It was all just a mess. And then I wrote down grammar points from all set learning just over and over again, thinking that that, that, that would be like the cement that would glue these bricks together. Maybe that would solve it. <laughs> I need grammar, right? Okay, I'll just go and learn a bunch of grammar points. It was useless, almost useless. Not Again, not knocking the site. It was just the way I used it was rubbish. And then I finally found Anki, thanks to Phil. He introduced me to Anki and sentences, reading sentences. And reading the sentences was really tough because it was just, yeah, it's going from all these individual disparate pieces of information and then find, like trying to read them together. But eventually it started working. And then I... I discovered Fluent Forever, that book. Um, Gabriel Wine is a legend. He's really, really smart. Knows he 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 gave me the knowledge to upgrade my Anki cards, um, to add images and audio to my Anki cards, and then I started uh, listening more, like just generally listening and immersing myself in the language, and it gradually sort of pieced itself together. You can always fix these problems, but it left me with some serious problems speaking for a long time but eventually it all worked itself out. Anyway, that's my story. A few months ago, I started uh, seeing ads for your pronunciation course on Facebook. I'm not sure how long it took before I finally investigated. The pr sale price of $9.99, that's the, yeah, the sale we had on, was just what I needed to take a chance on your course. Remember, my husband is a school teacher and we raised five children, so my budget, budget was a bit tight and I had just spent 200 bucks on lifetime Rosetta Stone subscription. Uh, I was uh, I was only a couple of videos into the pronunciation course when I knew I wanted to take the rest of your courses. Before I was already familiar with so many words, I've been going through the course pretty fast. I started the pronunciation course on May 11th, and today, June 16th, I did level 20 in the foundation class. Whoa. Level 20. That's incredible. 
<laughs> no, I had to reread that a couple of times. I thought you meant you finished the pronunciation mastery in that time. Okay, so in a month. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Lately, I've been tackling a level each day, although I may need to slow down now as I'm not doing a good job studying the unlo unlocked words and I'm a bit behind. Yeah, because the, the levels get way bigger and bigger and bigger as you progress through. They start off at five characters each level and they go to like 60, 70 characters towards the end. So I don't think you'll be able to keep that up. <laughs> but very, very good. I spend hours every day on my Chinese and I'm loving it. I find it interesting that I will learn a new word and then actually hear it in a C-drama soon after. That's a weird thing that happens. I still get this all the time. I learn a character, even now, or I learn a word that just pick up a word from reading comics, which is what I like to do now. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before. Have I never seen that in like five years? That's weird. Um, all right. And then I'll just, I'll hear it on a TV show that day. Or I'll hear my wife speaking on the phone and she'll just say that word. I'm just like, what? It's almost as if the... You just don't, you don't notice it being said until you learn it in some context. It's weird, but yeah, very interesting. It's like Mandarin Blueprint is helping me to take all the puzzle pieces I've collected over the past two and a half years and started joining them together and start joining them together or to take the building blocks and actually start building something. I really don't know why I've been interested in learning Chinese. Maybe it's because so many people in the world speak it is it just fascinating to learn about something so different from my language? Is it just a challenge? I don't know. I don't see myself traveling outside the United States, but I do hope that I can find a way to use Chinese in the US somehow. I just love feeling like a whole new world is being opened up to me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I love how you have structured your courses. It's obvious you have spent a huge amount of time studying many different aspects of learning. You are fun to watch and I have a good time during lessons. The comments other students have made are also a big help, huge help. Yes, they are, so keep them coming, please, guys. I knew I needed to read more in Chinese, but hadn't found a source yet, so the sentences you introduced and then the fact that later the pinyin was taken away was great. Some of your sentences do seem a bit much, but since we can ask for clarifications, I guess that's okay. I think you mean like a little bit difficult for your level. I had heard of memory palaces before, but I'd never tried to use that system. So I love that. I now have that skill or developing it at any rate. Yes, you do. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I'm totally loving your course and I would recommend it to anyone. My Chinese language skills have really developed and I look forward to continuing to improve my abilities. Thanks, Luke and Phil. Beth. Thank you so much, Beth. Just another great uh, message from you guys this week. Um, yeah, that's again, it's music to our ears. And uh, please keep us updated on how you get on. We're very interested to know. Next one we have here uh, is just, I actually don't have a name for this one, <laughs> but I thought I'd leave it in because, you know, like I said uh, a couple of weeks back, we don't get that many compliments about Anki because it's a big part of our course um, because it's a bit of a learning curve to it. So when I get a compliment about Anki, I always got to put it in. It says, uh, <laughs> just says, Anki is truly fantastic. I have used it for other languages and other related topics like maths and effectively hacks your brain. That in combination with these amazing memory techniques really helps. Yes, that's an important point to mention because Anki is fantastic, but it's just a tool. Just like I mentioned memorize earlier, it's a tool. And if you use it wrong, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> but if you use it right in the right way that it's supposed to be used, it's a fantastic resource. So Anki is not for rote learning, just shoving bits of information into your head. You have to learn the information first, but as long as you learn the information first and use Anki just to review, you're golden. It's the best thing out there. There's nothing better. The next one here is from Julio. He's uh, on, it's a word for he. He says, I'm so happy. This is for an, he's reading an example sentence. So um, we start introducing sentences, like I said earlier, and you, we, we take away the opinion uh, and later on, we even take away the English. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do we? No, I think we do. Or did we add it back in? I can't remember. But anyway, we, we, we take away all the help for you. Um, and Hulu just says, I'm so happy I can read all the characters. Well, except for the last one. Bah! Uh, I never thought that in such a short time, a month and a week, I would be able to know all of this. I absolutely love this course. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Julio. Uh, and Heath, I thought I'd follow up with Heath here because uh, he mentioned Ba. 
He says, I've been trying to better understand how to use ba. Would it would it be correct to say that that using ba to express a suggestion is similar in English to saying how about or would you mind? Could we, shall we, and so on? As in Nimon ba. Yeah. Yeah, you would add it on the end to just uh, it's a suggestion. Yes, exactly. Absolutely right. S spot on. Uh, I thought I'd add this uh, as well. This is a re in, in response to a video later on in the course where Phil sort of went off off topic a little bit and he mentioned what our goal is in Mandarin at Mandarin Blueprint. And uh, he was very complimentary about that. So I'll, I'll, I'll say what James, James said first and then, then I'll say what Phil said. So he says, I love what you said in this video. It revealed your true motivation as a teacher. That is to effectively make yourself redundant. We teach sailing, and I always say to my students that my ultimate aim is to make them better at sailing than me. That has happened once that I can be sure of. He is now our senior instructor, but probably more. It means you don't hold back as a teacher. Kudos to you guys. Yeah, that's what we want. If we can make, um, I, I meant, <laughs> if we can make you guys more fluent than us, uh, more and able to read better and faster and understand more than us, that makes us feel incredible. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be awesome. We haven't quite been around long enough for that yet, but I am sure I've met I've met a handful of people already face, like face to face. Some of our clients, well, face to online face, um, that I I have a very strong feeling that they will surpass us very soon. Um, and that that's good. I think a very bad teacher would want to, yeah, I would want to hold them back so they don't overtake them. So they, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what basically Phil was saying. It's like our goal at Mandarin Blueprint is not to keep you forever, not at this stage anyway. I mean, obviously, when we have the resources to to hire, like uh, someone said earlier, to hire our own tutors um, and develop an app and all this sort of stuff, all these dreams that we have that we want to do in the next few years. Once we get there, then sure, we will keep you longer because we can, right? But at this stage, our goal is to get you uh, literate and able to understand Chinese so you can consume whatever you like. You can go out there and buy Chinese pod. You can go out there and, and uh, buy um, uh, Link, you know, go and get a subscription to them. Go and get, we don't want you to, to keep you to ourselves. Uh, we want you to sort of spread your wings and fly, and we're sort of giving you that wing, those wings, and that, that practice. So, ah, oh, so nice to hear you say that, James. Thank you, mate. So next we have uh, Stephen. He says, uh, "I'm slightly confused as to why shang means above to go up, and it also means previous, which seems a bit weird uh, when you first hear it. And xia uh, means below or to go down or next." In my head, above, go up, next, all makes sense together. Is there some reasoning behind this to help me remember? Yeah, it is a bit weird, and it's, it's just a, uh, it's a strange thing about Chinese. Like, shang, as in up, also means previous. So it doesn't, doesn't make much sense. So <clears throat> you can imagine it this way. And this is what I used to tell my uh, students in their live classes years ago. So imagine that Chinese time, you know, past present and future so it goes from up to down it doesn't go back to forward it goes up to down so the past is above you and then it comes the time travels and it present and then the future is below your feet so that makes more sense so shang is in the past and present is here and xia is in the future that's just a cool little tidbit i don't know if that works for everyone but it worked for me certainly and I can't remember who told me that originally. I might be stealing that from someone. I, I don't know. But I've, I've used so many different Chinese learning courses and products and textbooks over the years. I can't remember what it is. This next one here is from Joan uh, on a the uh, Mama Baba. Uh, and uh, this is the pronunciation mastery. She says, I noticed at the end of the video you said mother and father in English. But when you said it in Mandarin, you said ba ma. So would you naturally say father first? And yes, I didn't actually think about it at the time, but yes, you'd say ba ma or ba ba ma ma. You wouldn't say ma ma ba ba. Just wouldn't, you know, <clears throat> just wouldn't work. But yeah, I guess that works the same way in English as well. You would say my mother and father, 
you wouldn't really say my father and mother is a guess. I mean, it feels better the first way anyway. The next one here is from Deborah Driscoll, and she just asks, is there much difference between Hua and Da Suan? So, not really. Uh, it's just that they both can be used in both the verb and the noun. So, Hua um, is in a plan, and Da Suan is also a plan. Like, uh, I don't have a plan. Uh, I don't have a plan. Um, and you can say, I, can, I, can, I plan to do something, and also you can say, do something. But um, I would just personally say that I've heard used as the verb more often. So, I plan to do something, and I've heard used more in the noun. Um, you know, both are fine, but I've heard more. But both of them essentially are interchangeable as far as I know. Okay. Um, next, we have Heath Campbell on uh, Tong, which means from. And he says, <laughs> this is just an interesting little tidbit here. He says, is it just a coincidence that the way these Chinese sentences are structured is similar to the Hansa movie method? You start with the actor, the place, uh, and then you place them in the set and then describe what happened. <laughs> I just thought, and I, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting way of thinking. And pe people on the course have a little think about that and think about Chinese grammar. Uh, in lo <clears throat> in longer sentences, and uh, see what you think. Let me know what you think. Right now, let's move on to the final section of the podcast where we talk about movies. So that's how we actually um, learn characters, and there's a link in the description of the podcast if you want to learn more. So let's start with Della on make a movie for Zhi. Now, Della gives us tons of movies, and we can't go through all of them, but I've chosen the two that she sent in this week that are for the most abstract, abstract characters, because I think that's, those are the most important. That's when people need the most help, I think, most inspiration. So, zhi is a very abstract concept. It means until. So, let's see how Della handles it. George, that's the, uh, the actor, is in the backyard of my childhood home. He's digging a large hole in the soil with a large razor blade. Ah, the only tool at his disposal in order to plant the beautiful young apple tree that lies nearby. He contentedly digs until the razor blade turns up a large nose in the soil. George immediately stops digging, shocked and dismayed. He looks around in a panic because he cannot continue to dig the hole until he does something with the nose sitting up on top of the soil. Spotting a pail, he carefully picks up the nose with the end of his fingers and throws it into the pail. Then he resumes digging. Hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think if you as long as you emphasize that he he just he's digging, he's digging and by the way, no need for the apple tree. Um I I you can if you want. It's completely fine to use it, but you don't need it to make the story work. He's just digging, doesn't matter why, yeah? Uh, just save yourself that energy in the future. So he's digging, he's digging, he's digging. You don't know why, it doesn't matter why. He's digging a hole, um, and then he comes across this nose. I would end the scene there, because that's the idea of it, until. And I would, um, maybe he's digging with this razor blade, and suddenly, boom, and maybe the razor blade breaks. And then, so he could dig until, and there's this, it's a very dramatic moment, big sound effects. And then, boom, he can't dig anymore. So he, he was digging fine until he hit that big nose in the ground. And maybe even the nose is like stuck to the razor blade. And he's just like, all right, well, that's the end of my digging for the day. Because, boom, end, you know. And that's how I would maybe tweak it. But uh, great little, great concept there, Della. Alex Summary on movie, make a movie for Zen, which means how. Now, how again? That is very abstract, right? So how is how is Alex going to handle this? He says, Z actor in my EN set. Fair amount of dialogue in this one, but uh, I'll try to ham it up with the expression so I'm not too reliant on it. So you've been listening. That's great. Oh, and PS, graphic warning. Um, I'm going to keep it in the podcast anyway because it's not too crazy graphic. Uh, so, you know, if you want to skip ahead 30 seconds, go ahead and do that. How can I make her love me? How? Zed actor stroking his beard with his hand, pondering his next move. Hmm. Aha. He gets his saw and starts sawing away through the gaping hole in his chest. 
<laughs> he reaches in and grabs his own heart. He looks over to the girl he so admires and starts walking towards her. Her arms, uh, her arms outstretched, his heart ready to be given over. Oh my God, Z, how the hell did you do that? He shows her the saw with a wry grin. How on earth did you think that would win me round? How could I be with someone so heartless? Thank you. Thankfully, this charade didn't deter her too much and has been in a guanxi with my Z actor since school. True story. Oh, that's great. That's a very, uh, yeah, very, very nice indeed. So that's actually an, a great example of the special effect extras, uh, bringing in people related to the actor or related to the set in order to aid the uh, movie in some way. That's a really good one. It's, yeah, it's a bit violent, it's a bit graphic, but I think uh, that'll work. And you don't need that dialogue, by the way. You don't need any of it at the end anyway, at least at the end you don't need. Uh, everything can be done visually in this. Uh, but, you know, again, just like I said with Della, still add it if you want. But I'm saying it doesn't have to be there. You could trim it if you wanted to. All right, second one from Della. This is to, uh, to do with Bien. So the next one here, Bien. Um, Bella is in the bathroom of my AN location. She has Dr. Watson at her side, and they both hold magnifying glasses. They raise their heads and sniff, then, with eyebrows raised, look at each other in surprise. They notice a change in the aroma of the room, and they are determined to find the cause. They immediately lower their heads to their magnifying glasses once more and carefully examine every square inch of the bathroom. Slowly pulling back the shower curtain, they expose the previously sweaty, stinky guy who looks freshly showered and is holding a stick of deodorant. Ah, they look at each other and nod. This explains the change in the room's aroma. Okay, that's very good. We've got two visual, clear examples of change and olfactory as well. You've got the smell as well. Uh, so I have nothing to say about that one. That, 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 that says a change for me. Very well done. Nacho, <laughs> make a movie for Ling, which means another. So we've got a mouth and we've got the, the ring of the Lord of the Rings, which is power. That's what Lee means. My Lee actress opens the door, uh, L.I. actress opens the door of the bathroom when she saw the mouth picking up the ring from the floor. When he did it, the window suddenly opened and far away was the eye of Sauron that finally found the ring in the bathroom. He launched a ray of death directly to the mouth, killing it instantly. At that moment, <laughs> the Queen's song, Another One Bites the Dust, began to play. That's really good. And that's such a catchy song. Another one bites the dust. You've got that at the end. I think even though there's no other real visual reference to the word another, to that meaning, I mean, it, I think it will still work. But ideally, we could add another, uh, we could add the idea of a visual idea of another. Maybe, maybe he, the Eye of Sauron doesn't just kill the, the mouth, but uh, maybe he takes the ring, like like uses the power to take the ring, and the, the mouth starts being upset. And uh, your lead actress says, "Don't worry, I had another one for you." And she just gives him the ring, and he's like, "Yeah, he's all happy." I don't know, something like that. So uh, the idea of another, I've got another one, you know, just to make that visual as well. It's always good to at least have some visual element in there. George Laura on uh, make a movie for Yuan, which uh, what, courtyard, I guess. Um, Yanis, the bi-headed god, is in a great hurry. He has received a celestial order. In the bathroom of the AN set, he wants to build an institute for the correct visitation of the toilet. He has already started to raise a small stone wall. If all goes well, he wants to be finished in the evening. If so, it will be time to wave the checkered flag outside the bathroom. Mission accomplished. Good, because the right side component is WAN, which means finished. That's the checkered flag. And the wall is the left side component. And together, it's, he's saying he wants to build an institute, which, sorry, court, courtyard is, I don't, I've got that in my mind, but the idea, I think the word we chose is institute. Um, so that, that works quite well. Um, <clears throat> It would be nice again to have that final visual idea of institute, but it's, it's a very tough one to do. So, I think that's, I think that should be good enough. Um, yeah, I think that should be good. Enough. I, I when I 
when I picture institute, I picture someone in a suit, like a representative of some kind that's associated with the building, but that's just me personally, you know, so, but yeah, great. Cheers, George. Uh, next, we've got Dom Thompson on Make a Movie for Lee, which means upright. Lindsay Lohan is walking through the backyard, bent over and straining under the weight of the huge Viking helmet. <laughs> she takes the helmet off, drops it on the ground and replaces it with a beret. She can now stand upright. Done. Simple. Great. Well done, Dom. No worries there. Very simple. Now we move on to the very next character in the sequence, which Dom has also done. <laughs> and he's, he's also got a graphic one. Uh, but he is he's decided not to share, thankfully. He says, a non-podcast appropriate association with the word position. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Walter White, and a wedding cake. And he just, <laughs> that's all he said. So that, that, that made me laugh. Um, and if anyone wants to complain about the graphic nature of that, well, you have only yourself to blame because you did it. All right. <laughs> next we've got um, <clears throat> next we've got James Braun make a movie for Tai Tai which means dishes that's what we refer to in Chinese as dishes so he says my sea actor is having a picnic in the backyard of my AI set the picnic table is covered with lots of dishes of food he leaves for a minute and when he comes back he is shocked to see a beautiful bald eagle has landed on the table and is eating from one of the dishes. He wants to scare it away, so he takes a rose and throws it at the eagle. Unfortunately, he misses, and the rose flies over the top. That's great, so obviously we've got the rose is the, the, the top component, then we've got the, the claw sort of component, the grabbing component, um, which is the eagle. And the table, the picnic table, is the wood. It works out really well. Great placement of your props, I must say positioning boom 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 on top of each other and yeah the the, ro the rose misses the eagle it's like that's fine it's, it, it, it works really well you're interacting with everything which is which is good can't complain about that one at all well done um next one here is christine make a movie for win which means to ask and she says my ooh actor is woody from toy story that was mine too uh, he is in the bathroom of my en location there is a massive stone doorway the, there are sun and clouds shown behind the doorway. Suddenly, a massive pair of lips appears and hangs in the air in the doorway. They fire off some questions to Woody. Where's Buzz Lightyear? Where's Andy? Where's Mr. Potato Head? And I can imagine Woody's getting like, maybe you could even shine a light in his face. Like, that's just my association, like, you know, like a, a police interrogation. Um, and Woody's getting all stressed out and doesn't know how to answer. Maybe he even gets like microphones shoved in his face or something like that. Maybe that's not a great idea, actually. You don't want to add, add in unnecessary objects. But I don't know, I'm getting carried away. But great idea, Christine. Really like it. So thank you very much, Christine. And thank you, everyone, this week who sent in all your incredible comments. It's, it's so helpful for us and just motivating for us and people on the course. So please keep that coming. Let us know what you think. If you have any trouble with Chinese, uh, even if you're not on the course, you need some help, let us know. Contact at mandarinblueprint.com is the email. So next week you'll have Phil for episode 95. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye, everyone.